T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find this podcast most places. You can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Odyssey app. TennyToTheFan.com and Omni and Stitcher. You can find us on social media, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us, Facebook.com slash Beers on Us, Twitter at Beers on Us Pod. Uh, Instagram is our main hub. That's where you can kind of DM us and send us stuff, and uh, we will get back to you or at least look at it. Even if you think we're ignoring you, we're not. Some people are just better at responding than others. <clears throat> Sometimes I need you to see things, therefore I don't respond. Some right people away. are better at that than others. <laughs> hey, I, I do a lot of the heavy lifting on Instagram. Yes, you do. I'm just I'm, if I don't, you, I'm joshing you. I'm joshing usually you. if I don't respond to somebody right away it's because I need you to see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid if the notifications go away, you won't know to look. But the notification goes away when you read it. I know. And then when they respond again, then I leave it alive. (laughs) I see. I see. Um, Yeah. So that's how you can reach us. DM us on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way. Or at beers on us on Instagram. Uh, On the podcast today, thanks in part to a DM we got from Taylor. An interesting question that leads to a broader topic. A DM or like six DMs? Well, it was like two long DMs. I'm joking. That's the point, though. I saw the one. I knew another was coming, and so I let it go so you could see, and then I was going to respond, but you beat me to it. Yeah. Sounds like a good excuse. It is a good excuse. Um, I've been talking with RJ all week on DMs, so what you want, boy? <laughs> he texted in yesterday saying that he you hate his DMs, and we all- was, I don't hate it's, his it's DMs. It's a whole thing. Uh, anyway, on the podcast today, we'll be talking about brewery etiquette. Beer etiquette, etiquette, brewery etiquette, taproom etiquette, however you want to call it. That's what we're going to be talking about. It's based on the question that Taylor sent to us that he said, is it okay to give a beer back if you don't like it at a brewery? Is it okay to be like, this is bad. I'd like something different. (laughs) And that poses the question. A a large, yes, you're terrible brewers. I'd like something else. This place is garbage. Do you have a guest tab? (laughs) What is this? I was about to say something rude, but I decided not to. Very good filter. Almost a terrible filter. Really good filter. So we'll get to that in a hot minute. Uh, But we will start, of course, with our week in beer. I posted the picture on Instagram. I did not forget this week. And I got myself the ferment drop. I got to Market of Choice like the day or two after all the new ferment beers came in. And I've been really enjoying the ferment top and bottom ferment beers. So I went full out and got them. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. 
This this uh, drop did not sit well with me as the other ones have. Uh oh. First of all, the two IPAs that they said were IPAs were hazy IPAs. Boo. One of them was shiny shiny double IPA. The other was Golden Bay IPA. Uh, product of the USA is the underline. So, what does that even mean, Basil? I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like maybe even if one is hazy, I'm, I'm still trying to be open-minded about hazy beers. And both of them were hazy and both of them were a little bit too juicy and they just didn't sit very well with me with my palate. Um, That's a no bueno. It's not great. I also had the El Dorado Mexican lager from them, which they released last year as a bottom ferment series. I believe it was, that was good. And I have the nitro stout still in the fridge. I have yet to have it. I also got uh, for the very first time, a brewery I've seen all over social media it's Boulevard Brewing. Oh, Boulevard. They're in Kansas City, Missouri. Correct. And uh, I like how I just went, mm, I know what that is. I also knew what that is, luckily, because that's because the uh, NFL draft guy, Matt Miller, on Twitter, lives yeah. in that area, and okay. all he does is post pictures of Boulevard beer. And everyone in that area just like raves about Boulevard beer. Are they big beer, or are they still independently owned? No clue. I have no idea. Um, it was a double IPA. It was called The Calling, and it was good. I enjoyed it. You know, it, it was not a hazy. It was kind of a, it was a little bit on the sweet side, which I expected from a double IPA that's not from this area. You know, I think that's kind of what I've come to learn is that when I get double IPAs from elsewhere in the country, they are a little overly <laughs> sweet and the alcohol content's a little bit too prevalent. And then I also got another coin toss beer. It was uh, called Beach House uh, Imperial IPA and uh, solid. So. Overall, I was pretty impressed, but the the ferment hazies did not do it for me. Boulevard no, is it. owned by Duvel, Duvel. That's the uh, German. Yeah, they're 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 big guys. Is that kind of big beer? Um, you know, that's kind of strange, right? That's not really like Boo Coors Light. It's like oh, the German brewery. Uh, Duvel is Flemish, founded in 1871. I don't know, man. They're pretty big. Okay. They're Belgian. They're not German. Okay. Um, let's see what they own here. I don't really count that as big beer, but maybe it is big beer. I mean, they're huge. Right. But big beer to me is... The AB InBev's and... AB InBev and Coors. And Constellation. Buying craft breweries. You count Constellation? You have to. I don't know what Constellation they is. They own like Corona and... Oh, okay. Lagunitas. Okay. <laughs> I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. Or Ballast Point. They bought Ballast Point. I don't remember who owns Lagunitas. I think it's, I don't know. It's big beer. It's somebody. Well, maybe Boulevard's big beer. I don't it. drink that. And beer, I made a mistake, so but know. you know what? I enjoyed it for what it was. So. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I ever saw Boulevard was randomly in like grocery stores when I was at Washington State. <laughs> like in 2007, I was like, what's this Boulevard? Oh, I'm not getting that. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. That was probably before they got bought, too. Yeah, they were formed in 1989. And before the sale. The year of, of my birth. Anheuser-Busch to AB InBev, they were the largest independent brewery. Boulevard was? West of the Mississippi. Wow. How do you... East of the Mississippi. What did that say? Oh, you were just reading it? I okay. was just reading it. <laughs> I was like, how do you know this? No, I did not. I'm not, I'm not that wild. Isn't Kansas City west of the Mississippi? Uh, I believe it is west... Well, oh, actually, no, Kansas City, Missouri Kansas would be east. Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas would be west, right? Isn't that where the split is? Geography brains, go! Yeah, I have no idea. I give up. 
I saw something cool and I lost it. So uh, I also bought a six pack of Royal Fresh Imperial IPA from Deschutes, mm -hmm. which is a newer one that I've seen on the shelves. Last time I checked it, the date was too old. This time I checked it, it was a month old. Mm -hmm. Bought that and I got myself a Hellas Lager from Bowie, a six pack that was also a month old. So I'm having again, I'm having success at Safeway finding the the thirty day old beers. How was the Hellas? Uh, the Hellas was good, not great. Uh, the Hellas is not my favorite style. Right. I've heard I heard from a buddy the other day who was like, yeah, they put it in six packs and it's just not very good. Yeah, it's it's a solid Hellas. I wouldn't say I was blown away, but I, I dodged. I knew what I was I knew what I was doing, getting myself into. And then the Royal Fresh was pretty good from Deschutes. I haven't had a Deschutes beer in a while that isn't a stout or a porter. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of just going back to the well for that. And it was a solid Imperial IPA. A little bit overly malty, which is I think you come to expect from Deschutes now a little bit in terms of their IPAs, but I enjoyed it. Uh, that this, was my weekend beer. This week, let's see, uh, trying to crush some lagers. Uh, had some varietal Mexican lager, which I thought was quite delicious. Had some more party time pills from the Wayfinder crew. Uh, what else? I finally caught my hands on that Mo from Maine Brewing Company, which would complete the journey and the cycle of all the ones that came to town. Mo, definitely my least favorite. Okay. It was a pale. I was like really excited to taste it, but it was my least favorite. A little too... So your little, favorite was still a little the... too full for me. The like oceans and the season? The peeper. No, the oh, peeper. The, the peeper. That was my jam. Mm. Woods and trees That's was also one. really, really good. Oceans and mountains, woods <laughs> and trees. It's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to... Uh, I was with some of my vaxxed friends on Saturday and we went out to Kelly Point Park and I grabbed a, what did I, what, what did I end up doing? I grabbed a six pack of Freem Pilsner and I grabbed a six pack of Bits and Bobs mm -hmm. um, from Rubens. Which has been your go-to the last couple of months. Yep, yep. And Summer IPA is coming out from Rubens. Uh, I think it's just out now, so I'll be excited to make that easy transition <laughs> from Bits and Bobs to Summer. Uh, but the but a really kind of an interesting story in my week in beer because I really didn't have that much. I got some fresh overkill from Grains of Wrath off the line. I had to stop in at the the PDX spot to grab something. They asked me if I could run something at Camus. I was headed to Camus, and I was like, sure, I'll swing by and picked up some tacos and was like, oh, I'll just sit down and have half a beer here. They're not open yet, and I'll just eat my tacos, say hi to boss, and all that stuff. And I walked in there were canning overkill, and Owen, one of the brewers there, just handed me a four pack, and you're like. Oh, I miss this. I used to get it all the time when I worked at Breakside, and now I never get it. And I was like, fresh beer off the line. So that was really exciting. Really, really tasty. Um, but I had a really interesting um, experience. So when we were at Kelly Point Park, I brought, um, I have this large igloo, thick insulated cooler that I got. It's like 120 quarts. It, it's a big boy. I call her Bertha. And uh, So it'd be a big girl then. Big girl, yeah. She's a big girl. And uh, I, it, it's it's like my fake wannabe Yeti cooler. It's not as insulated as like a Yeti, but it's got some pretty thick walls. I I just got a free Yeti cooler the other day. You got a free Yeti cooler? Yeah. Where? It's in my trunk right now. How? From who? Here. How? They just had extras. Are there more? I don't know. <laughs> who do I talk to? Are you serious? Yeah, it's got an it's got an Oregon logo on the top of it. Oh, I don't care. I'll rip that sucker off. <laughs> it's not the big one. It's a smaller one. Well, I don't care. Those it's, things are like three hundred dollars. Yeti cooler. Yeah. Who'd you get it from? Uh, Sam. I don't know this person. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> she doesn't know me. <laughs> Shocker. Um, anyway, and so I brought Bertha, and because a bunch of people had already brought food, we didn't really need to bring food, so I brought Bertha as like a communal beverage cooler. 
Uh, whenever you bring a communal beverage cooler, you run the risk of coming home with a bunch of S that you didn't bring, which I ran into. <laughs> it came home with some uh, Kirkland hard seltzers, Ooh, which yeah. um, I will slowly get through, I suppose. They're all 5%, so I guess I can have one, and if I don't like it, it... But it's Kirkland brand. It's Costco, man. Costco's yeah, fine. Kirkland brand is not very good. Have you had Kirkland hard seltzer? No. Then you don't know. But I had Kirkland ham and it had chunks of weirdness in it, and I never wanted to have Kirkland brand ever again. That's weird. Yes. Um, us on the West Coast, we like our Costco a lot. Um, uh, everyone likes Costco. Sure. But I had that many years ago, and I went, I'm never having Kirkland brand anything <laughs> again. Uh, that could be totally incorrect statement, but I can't. I think it is an incorrect statement, but I understand your fear. Uh, and I ended up grabbing, and then also found in there, there was uh, my friend left three bottles of the... Um, the hop seltzer from Lagunitas, non-alcoholic. It's non-alcoholic. It's like yeah. a sparkling hop water sort okay. of thing. And I, lo I love that this is what everyone else was drinking while you were hanging out. No, everybody had beers and stuff. There were other coolers. Like nobody really wanted to use mine except for two of my friends. This is all their garbage. Oh, okay. And uh, and I had you know some some polar grapefruit seltzer in there, soda water, excuse me, for myself because it was a hot day and I was like these are refreshing. And then I had my leftovers of beer and then I found. My buddy, who put his beer in my cooler, he left all of those in there. And they're Deschutes Fresh Haze, can December 21st of 2020. And I got home, and I pulled all of them out of the cooler and sat them on the, on the counter. And I turned to my girlfriend, and I was like, what do we do? I mean, I guess next time I see Adam, I'll just buy him like a six-pack, because there's five of these still. And I'm not gonna, old. I'm not going to drink these, and I'm not going to put them in the fridge. So we cracked them and drain poured all five. <clears throat> and if you've ever smelt a sink full of oxidation, it was really disgusting. Like, I had to open the window. And <laughs> my sink was empty. I had to open the window and clean the sink out. Because I was like, oh, God. No. No. As I was dumping these things in. <clears throat> Check your dates, people. Yeah. Well, Although it's hard to because it's in one of those paper boxes. Yeah. You know, like... Like, Johnny Utah comes in a paper six-pack box, you know? This one does, too. Uh, but, like, all the Georgetown stuff, you can see on one of the sides in the top left, it has a date. But there's a lot of ones. I see this with Pelican. I see it with basically any mix pack in a in a grocery store. And apparently Deschutes, because I looked at the box, and I looked everywhere and couldn't find a date on the box. Dates on the bottom of the cans, but not on the box, which is why I get really really skeptical of buying boxed beer yeah I like used i'm to... trying to get some updrift from pelican because of like one metals at gabf and i can't find any fresh i'm trying to get this other new pelican beer um like paddle or something like that it's like a new session ipa or something like that i heard i heard andy and brandon talk about it and I was like, well, I want to try that, but I can't find, I don't know if it's fresh and I'm scared. I used to get be big about getting those sample boxes. Mm -hmm. And then I got a sample box from Bale Breaker. Yeah. And they were all six months old. Mm -hmm. And I went, why is this still on the shelf? Mm -hmm. Six months. It was in December. I remember this perfectly. It was in December of this year. And they were June dates yeah and i was like no 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 the six months old and yep. there were it was an ipa box all of them were ipas and i was like i i yeah. just spent money on this and there was yeah. no date and i was like you know what i'll give it a try <clears throat> and i was like nope <laughs> that's why i tend to stay away from the boxes because i have no idea what's going to happen i've learned my lesson yeah i learned my lesson so that's my weekend beer i also found some cool stuff and i brought one in today for us to drink here 
now, here we are drinking now. This is um, an IPA hop chopping version three from Lumberbeard Brewing in Spokane, Washington. Isn't this what we had last week, Lumberbeard, or two weeks ago? Yeah, we had the Lumberbeard uh, Whistle Pig Italian Pilsner collab. Gotcha. That's right. That was the other Lumberbeard that came into town that I grabbed, and that was okay. Yeah, this one's okay. I like it. I, I, I like this too. I think this is it's refreshing. It's got a. It's a solid, refreshing. I, I would say. Dare, I would dare say sessionable IPA. Mosaic Idaho Seven Citra Six Point Five. It's just very smooth. Yeah. It's not. It's not super bitter. Easy to drink. Uh, I mean, it helps that I was very thirsty coming and in to do the podcast. Almost gone. <laughs> I'm very thirsty, so I, it's a it's a good beer. It's a good you refreshing got a long beer. Long way to go till uh, beer of the week, bud. Well, not a long way. We got some way to go. All right, we got some way. I to guess go. we will have to do this. All right. So, brewery slash tap room slash beer etiquette etiquette. And let's let's keep this more in like uh, in person. Yes. Okay. We are about to go back because in I person. Sh- I shouldn't be telling people that I just drain poured five beers that I got for free because I didn't want them. <laughs> that is that is piss poor etiquette, my friend. Well, but you did what you did but it in I your did home. It in my home, but I shouldn't be like broadcasting it to people. The sacrifices I make, Patrick, it's knowledge for beers on us. <laughs> that is, I am a man of the people. It's knowledge that people need. Be careful. Be warned. When you buy a beer in boxes, you will not see the dates, and you got to have a risk. And I have no problem pouring beer down the drain. That we know. I have a little bit more of a problem with it, but I will also do it if it really is just not sitting well with me. Uh, so, this starts with a question from one of our P1 listeners, Taylor. And he asked, if you are at a brewery, and you order a beer, and you don't like it, is it okay to send the beer back. This is a very difficult question for me. I feel like this shouldn't be a difficult question. I feel like the answer is yes, you idiot. If you don't like it, send it back. You're the customer. But I'm very this is me personally. I'm very much when I go to a restaurant or a place, I try not to rock the boat. Like I'm just like, you know what? This isn't my favorite thing, but it's not terrible. I'll finish it. I don't want to be rude, you know. Uh, my mom, for example, not like that. <laughs> my mom will uh, send anything back that she even slightly dislikes. Maybe because I saw her do that so many times, it was ingrained in my brain not to do it because I was just like, I don't want to be like that. Like my dad for being a wonderful human being was the worst tipper in the world. <laughs> yeah. That was like the nicest guy in the world. <clears throat> would do anything for anyone. Terrible tipper. <laughs> He's like 15%. Yeah, that's a good tip. Like, <laughs> uh, at least it's better than 10%. Yeah. When I got older, I'd be like, I'd be like hanging back. Oh, I forgot my jacket. It's 100 degrees outside. I got to go back to the table, like checking how much they tip, pulling out cash, throwing extra cash in there. <laughs> uh, so for the, for me, this is very tough because I don't want to rock the boat. Um, first of all, it's it's pretty rare that I'll go to a place and pick a beer I don't like. Okay. At this point, I know what my wheelhouse is. Okay. I know what I will likely enjoy. Um you're going to places that you're at least familiar with. Even if it might I'm, be the first time you're at their location. Or you, but you've heard about it. Sure, you're intrigued by it. There, sure. there are factors into the reason why you're there. You didn't walk out the door and you're like, "Oh, hey, what's this place I've never heard of? I'll check that out." Right. Well, even if I did do that, I still go in knowing what I like and what I'm probably going to find that's good. I probably wouldn't send a beer back if I didn't like it. Um, I'd probably finish it or try to, and I don't know. After that, either try something else or have my food and leave. You know, it's yeah. It's one of those things where. Especially at a brewery, it's really difficult because 
they're the ones who brewed it. Not the bartender, but that place brewed it. Right. And in some cases, in really small places, the bartender may have brewed it. Sure. You know? So it's 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 different than like if you were at a tap house and you just got one of the beers they had and you didn't love it. You'd be like, hey, I don't really like this. I, I'd like something different. That's a little different than going to the brewery and being like, this beer sucks. <laughs> and Which I've had beer. I'm like, this beer sucks. So for me, I would say... It's a, is it okay to do it? Probably, but I probably wouldn't do it myself. I think it's an interesting thing, and and you know, I'll I'll open this up to a little kind of more in the in the grand scheme of the etiquette. Now, assuming all things are equal, I know that some some breweries right now, due to COVID, um, don't allow this. So let's pretend let's let's kind of back this up pre-COVID days because or fast I, forward a couple of months or fast yeah. forward post-COVID days, and I think when things return. I don't think it's a big deal to send a beer back. I don't. If you don't like it, at the end of the day, when you're out of a brew pub, the beer itself is very inexpensive. <clears throat> I have I have long been trained in multiple places that I have worked. If there is a problem, if you have a table of guests that is having a a poor experience and the 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 first thing you should do is if if you do get to a situation where you need to potentially clump something off the off the table your mom orders a burger wants it well done comes out medium she sends it back i check with the server how's she doing she's eating it she seems fine but definitely not very happy all right i'll walk by hey how you folks doing so sorry about the about the burger but i'm glad we fixed it and i'll let you guys know uh your first round of beers is on me the first round of drinks, the first round of beers is the easiest thing to comp because it's the cheapest thing on the menu. Not in terms of what the customer is paying, but in terms of what it costs the establishment. Tap houses might be a little bit different than breweries because the markup's a little bit more. But for the most part, to fix a customer, it's cheaper than comp and food. And most people are like, oh, wow, thanks for the beer. Like, I really appreciate it. It's like the gesture is nice. So I don't think it's that big of a deal to send it back. However... I think when you're on the fence about something or you're somewhere you don't like, ask for a sample. You know, I, I think it's that simple. That's something that I struggle with. I never even consider it. Yeah. Of being like, hey, can I have a little taster of that just to see what it's like? Uh, un- unless, I, unless I'm unless i asking the bartender like, hey, out of these two, what would you like? And she's like, oh, <clears> I'll <throat> just let you try both of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, duh, you can do that. It's never in my head to be like, hey, can I get a little taster of this just to see what it's like? And, and, I, w- and I would challenge you to put that in your head because it is something that <clears throat> I don't want to say is like expected, but it is kind of expected as a bartender. When someone, you know, if you walk up and there's four West Coast IPAs, and you're like, oh, man, and you kind of read the descriptions and they tell you some hops and give you some flavor profile. And you can't decide between two. You're like, hey, can I get a little sample of IPA three and IPA five? And bartenders going to be like, yeah, sure. Here you go. And I think that is the easiest way to avoid that. When I was at Crux, I asked for a sample of a Southern Hemisphere IPA that really intrigued me. And I tasted it, and I did not like it. So I ordered the Pilsner. Mm-hmm. And I think that is acceptable. And I think as a bartender, they're not going to be upset about it. If they say to you, if I'm like, should I get the Kolsch or should I get the Pilsner? They're like, well, I think the Pilsner is really good. And you're like, well, can I get a taste? They're like, sure. You take a taste of the Pilsner, and you're like, ah, I don't really like that. I'll have the Kolsch instead. 
nobody's going to be offended because it's all your own palate. Right. So I think you can avoid some of those situations by taking those extra steps. Sure, it seems like it's rude or wasting time, but I'll tell you what. No bartender likes to see a full beer come back. You know, if a full beer comes back and somebody, if a busser walks by and is dumping an empty beer into the dishwasher glass rack, and you see that, you're like, whoa, what what, what, what was that about? And the answer is either like, oh, I was clearing the table and they left it on the table, or, oh, table five didn't like it. And you're kind of like, ah, crap, they didn't like it? And so then you start thinking in your head, I haven't done my job right, right. Because my job is to get you a beer. So the idea of sampling to me is a must, a go. Okay. And that I, makes sense. I, I I will certainly do that now because it makes sense. It just makes sense. Like, oh, those those two look interesting. Instead of just like randomly picking one, try them. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> if you want to play roulette, play roulette. Like, that's fine, too. But I I think if you if you are going to bypass that step and you pick a beer and not like it, that's kind of on you. And, yes, you can still send it back, but I do think that that is – you have done a disservice to the process. You aren't making it the most efficient as possible. But you are the customer. Right. And this is why God made taster trays. <laughs> you know, if you and, and this is where the etiquette stuff will, will expand. If it's, you know, if there's five IPAs on there and you're an IPA drinker and they all sound great. Don't get a taster of all five. Get a flight because no bartender wants to pour you two tasters and you go, well, can I get a taster of that, too? And can I get a taster of that too? Can I get a taste of like look, dude, you want a tray or what? Like you can't just sample every beer on the menu. Mm-hmm. So there's this like fine line. Although I did have an experience Two samples max. At a place uh I used to go to where I used to live called the Growlery. I've talked about it mm-hmm. well way back in the day when I lived over in, in Southwest Beaverton. And they actually promoted try as many of these as you want mm. because they had thirty five on tap and you know you'd have heard of all the breweries and they're like, Oh, do you want to try any of them? And I would usually try two or three or four and then pick one. And they were never upset about it. It didn't seem like they were at least because that was kind of part of the pitch was like, try what you want. It's like when you go to salt and straw, it's like have a sample of anyone that you want and then pick the flavor you like the most. Right. No idea, but I understand. You know what? I don't go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's strange. I don't go there. Salt and straw is amazing. I like Ruby jewel a lot better. Um, at Salt and Straw, you can literally go up and they have like all these mini spoons and they give you samples of every flavor if you want. And it's it's like they tell you like you can try whatever you want. <clears throat> so because Blue of that, cheese and pear, delightful. <laughs> um, because of that, like at the Growlery, that's how kind of my experience was. Hey, try three or four, pick what you want, have a pint, right? Or then make a taster tray, whatever you want to do, sample tray. And uh, I think because of that, it's it, it depends on the place too. You know, if they're not telling you to have tasters, maybe two max is a good rule. But if they're saying, hey, taste what you want. Yeah, that's a little bit more. Yeah, that's on them. And I I think, you know, a lot of some more that comes into this in into play is just you got to kind of like you said it earlier, you got to kind of know what's in your wheelhouse. You can't. We we can't waste people's time here in in the etiquette thing, you know. If, if I walk up to a bartender, if someone walks up to me and says, hey, what's good? What, what kind of beer do you like? Oh, I like all kinds of beers. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, 
I think this Vienna lager is really good if you like a lager. I think this pale ale is really nice because I like hoppy beer. This is hop four, but it's low ABV, so I can drink a lot of them. If you like really true West Coast IPAs, I would steer you towards this one. Otherwise, if you liken something a little more malty or like an amber-esque, we don't have one of those. We have an alt beer. I think that tastes really good. And then the dry Irish stout is also excellent if you like dark beer. They're like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just have a Pilsner. And you're like, why the hell did you just ask me that? <laughs> like, what the hell did you just waste my time for? <clears throat> you know, so I think if, they probably don't know any better. Right? That's what I mean. But that's what I'm talking about with etiquette. Like when you walk up and if eat, I, I've done this from time to time, oh, what, what's tasting good right now? Well, what do you like? Oh, my bad. Uh, I like really crisp lagers or hop forward West Coast clear IPAs. Oh, okay. Well, if you like crisp lagers, then I would go with this or the IPA go with this. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, boom. You can't waste people's time by just being like, oh, I don't know. What you, you, The thing we used to get asked at Slabtown all the time is, what's a good ale? You got a good ale on draft? <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm like, yeah, man, Breakside IPA. It's awesome. And they're like, nah, I hate IPAs. And it's like, well, that's an ale, mofo. Like, what do you want from me, man? Oh, you mean ale? You want like a red or a brown, huh? Okay, well, those are called reds and browns, okay? It's like, I'd like a lager. And you're like, here's a Baltic porter. Oh, I don't like dark beer. Then get the hell out of here, man. You know, so I I think it's just, and, and it's tough if you're an inexperienced beer drinker. And plus a place like Slabtown became such a destination for tourists. And, right. Because and of where it was especially. Totally. You. You you lose some of that like local knowledge base, and everyone's just like herpaderp beer. Yep, and I don't want to be high and mighty and like pee on the people that are learning or don't really know. But the people that don't really know, you can kind of spot them real quickly because they're a little gun shy. They don't know how to ask, and so those tend to be your taster trays. So I think it's just it's just kind of understanding where you are. If you don't know a lot about beer. You're probably not listening to this podcast, um, but if you don't know a lot about beer, the bartenders they they should good bartenders should want to help you learn. I mean, it's one of my favorite things is is talking, teaching, explaining, sharing our all of our ideas on beer, and it's one of my favorite things as as a bartender. It's one of the things I miss the most about bartending is just the conversation about there is. You know, I was very fortunate to work at Breakside for a long time. I currently work very, very smallly at at Grains of Wrath, and both of those places make phenomenal beer. And it was very easy for me to always say, there's no bad beer. We just have to find the beer you like. And I think the best steps to etiquette is helping us along in that process. Because I can't figure it out for you. You know, I think Vienna Lager is one of the most beautiful styles of beer ever created. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's it's very got a very specific kind of flavor profile, and some people might not like it. So let's find you got to, but you got to help me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just going to feed you IPAs and Hellas all day. Is there any sort of etiquette and or bad experiences that you may have had in regards to people sitting at the bar and not ordering beer and just getting food? Or that comes with the territory. You kind of got to just let that go. Okay, especially if you work day side. You know, like people love. People love, we say this, I say this all the time, people love going to breweries. It's like cool. It's relaxed environment. 
it's hip, it's the Portland thing, the Northwest thing. Everybody, it's it's a nice, happy environment. It's usually family-friendly. There's usually a patio. You can bring your dogs and that kind of stuff. And you work on the day side, and you just have to realize that some people <clears throat> just want brewery food. They want a burger, and they want mac and cheese. But they don't really drink, so they have a soda. And I don't think you can really have qualms with that because at the end okay. of the day i just wonder if, if if they act a certain way like especially sitting at the bar like if you go to the restaurant and you do your own thing at a table i feel like it's a little bit different mm-hmm. maybe yeah, this is totally wrong but sitting at the bar and just ordering food and water is a little strange right <laughs> and like you might want the bar atmosphere of like being able yeah. to talk to who's next to you but i, I just wonder yeah i just wonder if that's maybe that's just in my own head no, I, I think know. at the end of the day you as a bartender just kick in your natural instincts kick in and somebody that just wants water and food, boy, that's the easiest customer in the world because they order their food. You make sure their water is full and you just leave them alone. They get their food. You come back after a few bites, ask them how they're doing. Then you're done. (laughs) Here's the check. They're not going to order another burger. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) They're not ordering food to go. So you just drop that. You're like, whenever you're ready, you need anything else. You just holler. Yeah. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think I think it's just it's knowing why you're there and knowing what you want. Not 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 like specifically what you want, but you got to have some kind of idea. And if you get thrown off, like that's okay, just react just adjust accordingly. So is there anything that we're missing? Is there something was there a huge pet peeve of yours that beyond the well I like everything. Was there a huge pet peeve of yours that people did consistently or that you just think people don't Think beforehand when they do it. You know, a lot of it is is asking for too many tasters. Um, and the the number one thing, and and this a lot of this goes along the lines of like efficiency and don't waste my time. If you don't want my opinion, don't ask for it. You know what I mean? Like this has happened to me so many times, so many times. Hey, which do you like between the Italian pilsner? Or the German style Pilsner. Well, right now, I think the German style Pilsner is really crushing it. Oh, really? I'll do the Italian. Why did you just ask me that? Like, <laughs> am, am I here to amuse you? You know, am I a monkey? Am I untrustworthy <clears throat> so that you pick the opposite yeah. of me? Do I have the Shriner hat on and the symbols in my hand and I'm just here to make you happy? Is there an assumption, do you think, that? If you, as the bartender, suggest it, that means the brewery's trying to push it out the door so they should get the other one? Ooh. Tough to say. I have done that before. Yeah. Well, I figure. I mean, if you're low on the keg, you want to put a new keg in, maybe it's getting a little bit old or whatever, and you want that beer gone, do you think the person who asks and hears what you say, they pick the other one because they think, oh, that one's a little bit older, so I'm going to get the other one? I think that is a low percentage. Okay. I think it definitely happens, but I think that's a low percentage, and I wouldn't overthink that. Okay. Because if you if you if you overthink that, you might as well not ask questions, and you might as well just pick, look at the menu, and pick for yourself. Right. And you can, in some places, they have the little screens that show how much is left in the keg, and you can judge for yourself. Like, is that an older beer, or is it going right. fast, or whatever? You know. And so. I mean, you know, I, I mean, not everybody's as weird and obsessed with it as I am, but. I mean, that kind of helps just kind of like knowing the market and knowing what's out and what's not. And that way you can kind of tell what's, you know, if you see bits and bobs from Rubens on draft in two months, that's an old keg. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know that because I have friends at Rubens. I don't know that because I know the distributors that carry it. 
I just know if the package is almost gone and there's kegs in two months, that's a three, four-month-old beer maybe. And I also, being on social media helps. If you see the brewery yep. promote a beer and then you see that blank amount of time later, you're like, hmm, that might be a little, even before checking the date yep. or if it's on a tap list, you're like, yeah, maybe. I that's what I loved about Clearview from Sun River is that came out and it was like, I saw it on their Instagram page and it was like hitting, sto- hitting shelves this week. And I was like, look for the Sun River blue can. If anybody's got the blue can, that is fresh AF. Yep. And so, like okay, I said, so one one other question shoot. before we go off to beer of the week because we got to get going here. If I am at a restaurant like Thirsty Lion, which used to be one of my favorite haunts before COVID, they have their tap list almost never changes, right? They've got the same 15, 20 beers all year round. And they have like four specials every time you go. How do I know what is the best there at any given time? Because, for example, they had like 10 IPAs, right? They had Breakside IPA, they had Crux Cast Out IPA, they had Elysian, they had all sorts of IPAs I like to drink. Any given time, that keg could be old as hell. Right. How on earth do I know? You know, I've been in a situation like this before. I went to a tap house uh, and they had, yeah, like 40 beers on draft and like 15 IPAs. And I recognized a lot of them. I, I was very familiar with a lot of them. And there were some hazies and some sessions, and there were ones that I knew were kind of older, and one or two that I never heard of. And I didn't know I didn't know what to do. So I asked the bartender, I said, Excuse me, sir, what's the what's the most popular IPA? Like, what do you sell the most of? And he starts to go into his normal spiel. He's like, Well, I'm really enjoying this Fremont head full of dynamite, and I'm really enjoying this other, you know, some brewery, and I'm, you know, I'm Brothers Cascadia Super Chief. I'm really enjoying this as well. And I went, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't curious what you were drinking right now. I was curious what's the most popular. And he goes, oh, Boneyard RPM. And I was like, I'll have one of those. Because it's going to be recycled the most. Because it's you, it's it's sold the most, it's poured the most, the kegs are gone through the most, which means the chances of that being a fresh beer are pretty good. Now, if you happen to be a Brothers Cascadia drinker, like our friend John, who listens to the pod, shout out to you, and you know that there hasn't been Super Chief around for a while, and you know that you were at Brothers the other day or a week ago, and they said, oh yeah, it'll be on draft next week, and you see it there, that again is your kind of like... Oh, then I will have the super chief. Sometimes it, I try not to outthink the room. Like when there's 15 IPAs up there, I'm like, okay, I'll bet you Johnny Utah and RPM are the two most popular. Makes sense. And if it's a place that I don't know, if it's a place I'm not comfortable, it's a place I don't trust, that's the route I'm going to go. Makes sense. It's good to know. I never really had a bad beer experience there, but sometimes I would have beers that I knew I liked, and it was like, yeah, this isn't quite as good this time. Yeah, I mean, if you're out, if you're out in East Portland, if you're in Beaverton, if, I mean, hell, you could be in North Portland for all that, but you're at a place that isn't like full of a bunch of like known beer drinkers. They could get a keg of Reuben's Bits and Bobs, and the beer buyer could be so jacked to put it on, but nobody knows who Reuben's is. Nobody know. Nobody wants to take that chance because there's a boneyard keg right next to it, and so then that Rubens keg sits and sits and sits. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Well, there's beer etiquette for you. I Some learned, of it, I guess. I learned something. Did you? I didn't know about getting tamplers. Oh, and I just felt like I was on a soapbox yelling at the sky. Little tasters. Like I, I, yeah. I knew about it, but I never thought about it as an option. So I and, learned something. And sometimes what I like to do is 
if if I go somewhere, if I go to a brewery that I know, like let's say for example, I walk into, I walk into Culmination, okay, and I want West Coast Story, okay, I'm like, I'll have a pint of West Coast Story, please, and then if I see something else up there, I'll be like, and can you throw on like a full taster pour of the new Kolsch you have on draft? Boom, they'll do it. And you get a little five ounce. So you have the beer you want, and then you can have that little sidecar of something else, and you can sip on that and be like, oh, I do like this. I'll have this next. Or you have that little five ounce, and it's going to cost you two, two fifty, whatever. And you can say, oh, I don't really care for this. Boy, I'm glad I didn't get a pint. Right. Cool. Well, let us know if you have anything that we didn't talk about. Uh, DM us, Instagram.com slash beers on us. Beer of the week, next. This is Beers on Us, like I just said, with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time! That was a nice one. I like that one. Crispy. Yeah, it was good. Here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale! Whoa! All right, what's the Beer of the Week? Beer of the Week. We're on a time crunch. Go, 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 go. Beer of the Week was given to me um, by my good friend Dave Flores at Bridgetown Beer House. Shout out, Dave. He got an extra sample. This is from Everybody's Brewing. It is called Petrichor. It is their Hellas Lager. Not only is Hellas one of my favorite styles, but I don't think there's anything in the world that smells better than Petrichor. Mm. It is the smell of rain, basically, of that, like, after a hard rain. And sometimes, oh, I can, that's right, yeah. sometimes I can smell it in the air right before it rains. Like, it's supposed to rain a little bit tomorrow. And I'll bet you later tonight I will smell a little bit of it in the air. Yeah, I kind of know the smell you're talking about. Like, Hermione Granger's free, three favorite smells are toothpaste, fresh-cut grass, and parchment paper. Mm. Yeah, I like Harry Potter. And for some reason, I always remember. Mine is, like, Petrichor, Hops, and... My girlfriend's love. Oh, so fancy. Um, this is exciting because the and last also like stanky weed. The la- <laughs> that stuff smells good. The last everybody's beer I had. Happy that holidays, was, by the way. That was new. Was the sneaky sneaky oatmeal stout that we had that I fell in love with for mm. like five straight weeks. That beer was so effing good, and it was a brand new everybody's beer. So this is a brand new everybody's beer, and I'm very excited. Yeah, different label than I've ever seen from them. It's got a little kind of uh, like forest scene on it. It's green and just says Petrichor real big on it and describes it. Uh, the pleasant earthy scent after a heavy rainfall, or number two, our clean and refreshing Hellas Lager with a subtle sweetness reminiscent of warm baked bread made with premium German malts and classic noble hops for a rounded body, spicy, mild bitterness, 5.2%. Uh, Patrick, this beer is absolutely incredible. That's what I was told. Dave Flores said it was excellent. Uh, if you like Hellas Lagers, and I know you do, and if you haven't had this yet, your hair that you don't have anymore is about to be blown off. What about my mustache? Will I lose my mustache? No, that stays permanently okay, on. perfect. Your girlfriend would kill you anyway. It's. So I would also be very sad. Oh, wow, that's that's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love Hellas as a style. It's a little breadier than I'm a little used to. But, in Hellas is, but boy, it's crisp. It's crisp, and it's refreshing again, and it's Ooh. got... The, uh, the the thing that I struggle with with some of these classic beers is the aftertaste, and this one, it's not overpowering. It's there, because it is a Hellas lager, but it's not overpowering to the point where it kind of gives me that, like, ah, I don't really want the next sip. It's really refreshing. It's really crisp, and maybe because it's breadier, I like it more, because I tend to like the breadier lagers anyway. Well, here's another weird statement. Woo! Here's another weird statement for me to make. Uh, it tastes really cold. 
It does. It tastes really cold. It, does. it is the same temperature of the last beer we drank, but for some reason it is so crisp and so bright that it's like soothing my soul. As I know. It goes it's down like, the gullet. It's like in the in the chest cavity, like mm. ah, yeah. Ah. When you're on a hot day and you get that oh, first sip sick. of water, and you're like, oh my god, and you feel the water like cooling your entire body down. This is what this feels like, but we're both comfortable because we're inside. Uh, this this beer is actually almost a month old. Hmm. March hell- March twenty fifth. It's a hellas though, so. Oh yeah, it's gonna last, but I mean, to still be so bright and lovely. How about, every, really how about everybody's this. brewing, guys? Yeah, shout out to everybody's on this. The last two beers we've had from them have been spectacular. Yeah, what was the last one we had? Was it the winner? The sne- no, the Sneaky Sneaky. Oh, the Sneaky stout. Sneaky, the Oatmeal Stout. Yeah. I literally just said that. So <laughs> I forgot that they made that. I remember you said Sneaky Sneaky, but I forgot that you were referring that they made it. Yeah. That was a delightful beer, too. Look at you guys go. Yeah, Bravo, everybody's get it, brewing. Get it. See, another reason why you should always go back and check on people's brewing. Yep. Because they... They come back around, and you might lose lose fashion. Like, I haven't had Freem Hoppy Beer in a long time. I drink their lagers like it's going out of style, but I haven't had their Hoppy Beer in a while, so I'm kind of excited to, like, dive back into that. And you're like, oh, what's that like? Well, that's why I got the Deschutes uh, Royal Fresh Imperial IPA. I, I haven't had Deschutes in a while. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with Cold Fire when I kind of fell back in love earlier this year or last year now at this point. I hadn't had Cold Fire in years. Berlick has a new Italian Pilsner out, a different one, not the Bleepo. And I saw that because I get the email and I was like, oh, I'm interested in that. Also, when was the last time I drank Bear Lake beer? It's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, crap. You love we go that through, We go through cycles. Yeah, yeah. We go through cycles. So last one is on the wall there. It's uh, the Hot Man. The Hot Man. That's from probably a month or two ago now. Hot Man. This is really good. Patrick. This is super good. I'm very happy about this. The only thing I don't like is the nose. I don't like the nose on this beer. It smells strange to me. I don't know if that's just the style of this beer, but otherwise, everything else about it is quite good. I don't catch anything, but man, it tastes, it tastes great. Everybody's brewing Petrichor. Petrichor, P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R. Go try this if you like Hellas uh, Lagers, and even if you don't, go try it, because <clears throat> I don't love it that much, and uh, this beer is very, very good. Yep, yep, yep. And by it, I mean Hellas All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh... We'll be back next week, 4 o'clock every single Thursday. Remember, you can find us all places you can find podcasts for the most part. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Odyssey app, TennedyTheFan.com, Stitcher, and Omni. Subscribe, rate, review, and download wherever you find us. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, keep an ear out for some news in a week or two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Potentially, I can lock it down by next week. So uh, keep an ear out for that, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Gator says. It's two weeks in a row. Oh, really? Yeah. Gator says.